This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. Nate Klaus has lots to talk about when there's really not a lot going on. As the draft in the books, Huskers had two players drafted, Carlos and Khalil Davis, and then two free agent signings that we know of and Lamar Jackson and Darian Daniels. Uh, both kind of a surprise uh, on those guys not getting drafted. But, guys, let's start with the big news of the week. Noah Vedrill, uh puts his name in the NCAA transfer portal. And, you know, Nate, a year ago we had heard just from some sources that Vedrill was going to be able to graduate and and be done in three years, and I remember we were at a satellite camp in in Georgia, um, and we told a group of five coach that, and he immediately perked up and was like, "Man, we'd love to have that guy." And so you, you knew there would be some interest for Noah Vedrill, um, and he got two two starts, played in a game against Northwestern, won them that game. So he put together a film. Um, and didn't get a spring in here at Nebraska. So I, I think a lot of us understand why he has decided to put his name in the portal because in all reality, the deck is stacked against Noah Vedral to win the job this year uh, with Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey, Logan Smothers. Um, so he put his name in the portal to kind of see what type of interest is out there. I think we all agree he could go for sure group of five. I believe he's at least trying to go power five. We'll see um, how that goes. But um, not a surprise, but still a blow from just the optics of losing a quadruple legacy guy, Noah Vedral. Um, and, and, you know, you just don't know where he's going to end up right now. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's connected to the program every which way you can possibly be connected to the program. And he, he understands the offense better than anybody. And beyond him uh, and Adrian, I mean, you've got a pretty young, uh, unproven group of, of quarterbacks in that room. So, um, you know, it, it does hurt Nebraska. Uh, now, on the other hand, I, I think that he's got a lot going for him that a lot of other quarterback transfers across the country don't necessarily have going for him. And, and one of them is that he has made multiple starts. He has film. Um, you know, he's he's not only played at UCF, he's played at Nebraska. Um, you know, and, and his film is, is pretty good. And so, um, and he's got two years of eligibility, instant eligibility to his name, which, you know, uh, the, the most recent notable guy that has had two years of eligibility to his name was, was Joe Burrow. I'm not saying that Vedro is going to be Joe Burrow, but if you can go out and get a, uh, you know, a quarterback transfer that has eligibility like that. Vedro's experience is about the same as what exactly Burroughs was. Burrow didn't have any starts under his belt and, and Vedro does. So I, I mean I, I honestly do think that he's gonna have plenty of teams after him. Yeah, and I guess from uh Nebraska and, and Vedro's standpoint, it's one of those deals where I don't think either side wanted it to happen, but neither can you know say it shouldn't have happened i mean i think noah saw the writing on the wall he's getting recruited over i mean right now with the young talent they're bringing at the quarterback position with adrian still being here his opportunity especially not having a spring to compete uh was extremely small and so you know he only has a couple more years of eligibility left go somewhere you're where you're going to play and for nebraska you know i mean 
like I said, they weren't really going to rely on him to see meaningful snaps. And especially with young guys who are trying to groom um, behind him, it was just one of those deals where, you know, it's disappointing uh, in a lot of different senses. But in the end, from a football standpoint, uh, it kind of made sense for both sides. And there was a time, guys, after Adrian Martinez's freshman year where the thought was, oh, he's only going to be at Nebraska three years. I mean, this guy will go right to the pros in three. If he continues on the trajectory he's on, he was on the Heisman uh, Trophy list at number three in the Vegas board last year. That's obviously changed. I mean, I think today we expect Adrian Martinez to be in Nebraska for all four seasons. Um, so that that does close the window on Noah even more um, because Adrian, um, you, you, you know, he's going to be the same age as Noah. They, they're both they're both juniors right now. Um, so for him to, you know, when you have a guy that's made as many starts as Adrian, it's hard just to unseat him. Um, there's a lot more than just ability. Um, and I, I do think Noah, at least if you watch his YouTube film that they've put out, it's a nice looking highlight film. I mean, his body of work is going to garner interest. I can tell you Northern Illinois, Ohio, one and bad. Um, but it's a matter of, well, maybe a Washington State, a Boise State, a Florida Atlantic, a Rutgers. And we've even heard Iowa in that conversation. Could somebody like that jump in, Nate, and, and, and try to steal Noah Vedral? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, in fact, I, I personally – I mean, expecting that to happen, um, you know, it, and I don't know if it'll be necessarily any of the teams that you mentioned, but I mean, I think there could be many more. Uh, a lower so, power five. Yeah, uh, several other teams uh, aside from the ones that you mentioned that, that could possibly enter the mix. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it would it would make sense, I, I think, for for a lot of other schools across the country to to at least be interested in giving a guy like Noah Vedral a shot. Um, and like you said, um, the the film that they've put out is I mean it's it's pretty impressive and there aren't that many guys as far as quarterback transfers that have film like that out there I think that that's you know a lot of these guys are just relying on what what they went through in the recruiting process what their ranking was and and what people thought of them coming out of high school Vedral, Vedral actually has tangible film to watch for me I just wonder how much of this has to do with the emergence of Luke McCaffrey like if McCaffrey wouldn't have uh, elevated his game uh, that last year the way that he did and put himself in the conversation to surpass Noah as the number two would Noah still be here I mean if he was still this the no-brainer number two does that give him enough incentive to stick around because you know with Adrian's injury history you never know uh, when that opportunity could come back up again but now with McCaffrey there uh, I mean, they're going to try to get him on the field as much as possible. And if Adrian is, you know, happens to miss any more time, it's Luke's job right now. And so I just, I think that that probably had as much to do with him deciding to move on and find um, better chances elsewhere um, had it not been for, for McCaffrey kind of elevating the way he did. And it's such a fine line. I mean, you think about the Indiana game, if the blitz protection is picked up there and Nebraska goes up, I would think it would have been 21 to nine at that point, And they win that game. That's a pretty nice um, you know, notch on the belt, one of the better wins of the Scott Frost era. If they put Noah in against Purdue and he wins the Purdue game when Martinez was missing a lot of downfield wide-open throws, you know, I mean, that, that's how close it is in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were moments where Vedral probably – like the Purdue game is one for – I think Nebraska might have been able to win that game if Noah Vedral plays that Purdue game against a very, very undermanned Purdue team that day. Um, and, and Martinez was missing wide open, streaking guys down the field, um, was not running it at his best at times. If Vedral comes in and wins that game, I mean, I, I just think there's so many conversations there that I'm sure the Vedral side of it, they're like, man, it was that close. And we feel like we are, we're not going to maybe get that benefit of the doubt because of Martinez's 
experience that he's already logged. Yeah, I think that's what makes this thing sting uh, as much as anything. The fact that it was so close to really being a an awesome story, but you know, it's just not the right time. And clearly, politics, yeah, yeah politics. Just, I mean, it's just the way it is. It's it's major college football, uh, and you know, sometimes if uh, that the stars don't align perfectly, uh, you you kind of have to find it elsewhere. Well, and now it, it changes the dynamic of that quarterback room quite a bit. Um, you know, you you had a guy who, with experience in federal who who you could probably insert into the game if if Martinez went down at any point or or whatever. Um, and you maybe had a guy, a dynamic athlete like Luke McCaffrey that had experience that maybe you could do some different things with and get you know get creative and, and kind of cute with and, and catch people off guard with a little bit. Um, now I don't, I don't know if we'll see. McCaffrey have any other role other than uh, being straight up backup quarterback I, I think it does change the dynamic of that room um, and, and probably changes how they want to recruit going forward too yeah that is an interesting uh, point you bring up because there aren't a lot of things where you could say Nebraska had the best in the Big Ten but they probably had maybe the best number two and the best number three quarterback in the Big yeah. Ten mm-hmm. there just aren't a lot of teams in major college football in today's transfer era that can have three quality quarterbacks that legitimately move the offense in game moments yeah and so I mean that's going to be something where uh, going forward now they better hope Luke McCaffrey's ready Uh, I mean he's still a young guy that only has minimal game experience especially at the quarterback position Uh, now he's going to be counted on to back up uh, an Adrian Martinez who injuries are a real concern right now I mean he's got a track record now of not being able to finish a full season healthy and so um, Luke better be ready because probably chances are his his time's going to come and lastly guys I want to hit on the draft briefly um Carlos and Khalil get drafted um Joe Burrow tied to Nebraska goes number one um that was obviously a lot of talk on draft day uh but no Lamar Jackson drafted no Darian Daniels drafted but first Nate the Davis twins you've been with these kids and followed them from the beginning um for you I'm sure that was pretty cool just to see both of them drafted and um, your thoughts on how they'll end up in the NFL. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, going back to when these guys were, you know, sophomores, juniors in high school or whatever it was when when, when I first started following them in, in their process, um, getting to know them through the recruiting process and seeing them develop at Nebraska. I mean, that's always pretty cool when you when you kind of uh, see someone's dreams come true like that. So, um, you know, I'm really very happy for those guys, uh, really good kids. And I think they're they're going to do well, uh, you know, once they once they get to the NFL. I was surprised though that Lamar and Darian didn't yeah, get picked. Too. I mean, I thought those guys were the no-brainers to be the first two guys off the board, and Carlos was a, a distant fourth. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's kind of the way that Nebraska is being evaluated by the NFL right now. I just don't think that there's a lot of trust in the player development in this program that makes them NFL ready. And you see that with just the lack of draft picks over the past four years now. Where you see in the Big Ten a lot of the Penn States that was. Con- Wisconsin's the Iowa's they filled up those bottom three rounds because there's just more trust in the development of those players and you know the Big Ten didn't have necessarily as strong of a first three rounds but the back four the Big Ten really looked strong and that that speaks to the development of the depth in this conference yeah and it's not just about team success I mean you can people say well Nebraska sucks so that's why I don't have any players there are teams that Nebraska beat that had more draft picks that Nebraska did. So, I mean, I think that has more to do with just the where Nebraska is being viewed by NFL personnel right now. They, they just kind of don't trust that uh, they're going to have pro-ready prospects that you can take a late-round flyer on the way that you used to be able to, you know, five, ten years ago. Well, and that's something that's got to change, too, for Scott Frost and his program now um, going forward. I, I think that 
Um, now that you know you're running out of the other guys' players, and they're going to start to be your players now. So you better start to have these guys developed and ready to go. And speaking of their players, we're going to hear from the latest one, and Branson Yeager um, committed in Nebraska, the offensive lineman out of Utah, six foot eight. Um, he's uh, as Nate Klaus pointed out uh, on the night of his commitment, he's the tenth different lineman over six foot six. Nebraska has signed or got a commitment from since the class of 2019. We'll hear from Big Branson next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.